welcome to Drinks with the Doll, episode 66, DragonCon 2014. Listening to Drinks with the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Dr. Lauren Lewis. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Annie. I'm in cosplay today as Dr. Lauren Lewis, since uh, Stephanie wanted me to be. And I'm Chris, who is cosplaying as herself. <laughs> as my nerdy self, I am wearing my Geek Swarm t shirt. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing all of the Lost Girl events at DragonCon 2014. This year, last year, Chris and I went, this year, all three of us went to DragonCon, and we kind of wanted to share the experiences that we had there of going to the cast panels and all of the fan events. And we are very excited to have joining us this week, Kevin Batchelder from the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV family of podcasts, who is a big fan of DragonCon. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, ladies. So uh, I guess to start out, do we want to talk about the the cast panels first? Because that's really what people care about, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why make them wait? A few of them. <laughs> Why make them wait? So yeah, let's. I guess let's start about start talking about the cast panels. We got three cast panels, and I would say that while they were not nearly as like raucous and ridiculous as last year's panels were, when Chris, Paul, and KC were there, they were still a whole lot of fun and very entertaining. Yes, still fun, less X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dang, I missed the X-rated last year. <laughs> Everybody stripped, Annie, you missed it. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> stripped. did take his shirt off, yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, a little, little more reserved, although it's certainly, it's hard to top Emmanuel's cosplay to start things off. That was pretty excellent. That was pretty awesome. At the first panel, Emmanuel Vogier came dressed in a Pinkie Pie My Little Pony costume. Because I did not know that she was a brony or whatever the female equivalent. I guess they call them all bronies. I don't know. But I, I love her love for My Little Pony. So Because I had noticed her My Little Pony lunchbox uh, at her uh, table earlier. And that's what she keeps her Sharpies in. I didn't see that. Now I'm yeah. sorry. I missed it. So what do y'all think? Who topped whom was the... The Zoe cosplay that Paul Amos did last year better than the Pinkie Pie costume? Or do you think the Pinkie Pie costume was better? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough I have choice. No I know, right? <laughs> Since I was not at both cons. But I love that they're into the spirit of things and they get into cosplay, that the cast does that. So I thought that was cool. I did like Emmanuel's story about deciding to do it. <laughs> and, and then yes. she said that the yeah. Pinkie Pie one was the only one available like ever that she could find it two days yeah before and Kong. she's like hold it for me and then she's driving down to the store <laughs> right there <laughs> and then i i saw that she actually auctioned off her pinkie pie costume to raise money for charity afterwards so that was very nice mm -hmm. of her well that was um something i was going to talk about because um there was a tweet that i sent out the other day and going oh my god i just did an impulse buy and i don't know what i've done um, I, <laughs> I was the one who won it and I, oh, I, oh, yeah. oh, MG. I like, because one of a, a person who's a frequent tweeter, who's one of the people, he goes, there's only 10 minutes left. And I'm all, oh, I was kind of keeping an eye on it. Oh, click, click. Okay. Bid, bid, bid. Oh God, I won it. What am I going to do now? But they're, they're very, <laughs> but I'm very happy and, uh, to have a unique item and, um, they were very sweet, and they got back to me right away. So I said, "I'm." Yeah, but the big question is, are you going to wear it? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel Vogier, look at me. Um, we are not quite the same size, so I will just like hold it up and go. Here it is. Unique. <laughs> are you going to frame it and put it on your wall? <laughs> Maybe. I do have an idea for you, Annie. So, so I'll wear the ears. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. One of the podcasts I listened to, one of the co-hosts was going to a podcasting convention that happened here in Dallas recently. And right now she's pregnant and she was joking about she didn't really want to buy a maternity size shirt for her podcast to wear. So she was joking. She's like, I think I might get the tiniest shirt imaginable <laughs> and just like pin, pin it to the front of a, of a shirt that actually fits me. I think that'll work. <laughs> so, so you could do that. Okay. You could get yourself like... You know, something and just pin the Pinkie Pie costume okay. to the front. I will front. try not to stab myself <laughs> accidentally when I am doing it. So. Do it when the clothes are off. Okay, Annie. yes. Everybody strip. <laughs> oh, 
goodness. So yes, the Pinkie Pie costume I thought was great. Yes. And then I was like, I hadn't seen any three, any of these three at a con before. And I was just like, so <laughs> Rick Howlin just had me cracking up. He's so funny. Is your, is your crush on Rick Howland worse now than it was before? Yes. Oh. I have a crush on Rick Howland. He is such a sweetie. <laughs> well, it was so funny when they were talking about funny lines from the show, and then Rick just says, scissor that shit already. And so that was the line <laughs> of that first panel. <sighs> so I'm like, oh, I like that variation on the line. That'll just be my line from now on. Oh, Annie. <laughs> I'm quoting, so I, that's allowable. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Rick is actually an improv comedian, and you know, as Trick, he has to be pretty serious most of the time. So it was really nice to kind of see Rick's like sense of humor come out in the panels. I thought I I was re-listening to some of I made audio recordings of all the panels, and I was listening to them today, and you can just hear me in the background just like cackling <laughs> points because he just tickled me so much because he had this one part where they get asked a lot I think they got asked twice like how what are in what way are you similar to your character and he joked that like trick like he goes home every night and he like cuts himself open and writes in his diary in blood <laughs> and so he was like pretending to write an entry saying you know March 27th I'm feeling lightheaded again tonight <laughs> <laughs> run out of band-aids <laughs> Anyway, I'm just I'm laughing just thinking about it. He really made me laugh. Yeah, they were all very comfortable. That was what was great. They really had a great chemistry, and and there wasn't any dead air or anything. They all knew how to react to questions and and each other. You know, that's that's a synergy you don't often mm-hmm. see. And I thought actually, because what I really appreciated about Ksenia, she was very thoughtful. Like she's clearly a very thoughtful person. She thinks about things before she tries to say them. And I really liked. She seemed to kind of draw out answers from the other cast members really well like there's there was this one question that basically ended up with her and rick just kind of vamping for several minutes about trick and how he cleans the doll and it was hysterical and it was because like she kind of interacted with him and got him to talk more about this completely fictional situation it was very funny well the funny thing is is that yeah because the question on that was uh, what's, what's the weirdest question you've ever been asked? And Ksenia's like, somebody asked me once what my favorite cleaning product was. So then it got into this whole discussion of, well, how do you think Trick cleans the bar? He's like, oh yeah, I turn on some music, I strip down, <laughs> do it at slow-mo or something. So he just like made this hilarious, so now I have this hilarious image of like a bare-chested Trick doing some sexy Windexing <laughs> on the, on the doll somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet hashtag sexy windexing right now. Yes. <laughs> from the drinks account. <laughs> what answers did you think that really really interesting? Kevin, did you have any that really popped stood out to you as really interesting answers? No, very honestly, there really to me wasn't because and that happens sometimes with cast panels, because you know, there's not a lot of interesting answers sometimes or good interaction. This one was such a nice steady flow, and as you said, Ksenia did such a good job of if she answered first, positioning the other people to answer. So there was just lots of great stuff about, you know, the the vibe on the set, how they approached some of the scenes. You know, I, I was a little surprised that we didn't get as many questions about season five and wanting to know where things were going than we did, but they all were very professional in saying that they couldn't answer. So it was a, it was a very consistent thing to me that I just appreciated the entire length of it. Like I said, I've been to enough cast panels at other... Uh, cons and at Dragon Con, sometimes they're very up and down, but these folks weren't. It was very chock full of interesting stuff. Yeah, it's always hard for me to remember every detail of the panel sometimes, which is why I'm grateful for video because or audio because I don't remember everything because I'm having such a good time. And if you were to ask me 10 minutes later everything, I'm like, I don't remember. Uh, but <laughs> the question that I did ask during the first panel was uh, to the whole panel, and it was specifically... Um, what will you take away from this show in terms of the fan interaction and how it's affected you? Because that was really just, I love how they treat their fans and the relationship that we have with them in terms of this has become so much more than a a TV show named Lost Girl for us and how we've really created our own community of fandom and friendships. And um, as expected, their answers were very um, magnanimous and very generous. And they're still, all three of them are still constantly surprised at, how much the fandom uh, continues to affect them on a personal level and how much their characters and what they do affects people. So, and uh, yeah, I admit I got a little weepy and I'm like, damn it. I wasn't expecting to do that, but that, that was my question. I was kind of amused that, uh, well, maybe not amused, but 
but poor Annie got all choked up asking her question. Then I think the panelists got a little choked up. And- yeah, Manuel, I think, got a little choked up. And then and then we in the audience got a little teary, except for Stephanie, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I ripped some eyelashes out, so I would cry, too. I got all teary. And then and then Annie sat down, and I, I gave Annie a little cuddle, because yeah. I'm like, oh, Annie. Oh, good cuddlers. <laughs> it's a good thing I wasn't sitting next to Stephanie. It really just is. Would have been, she would have flung her eyelashes on me as, <laughs> as like her sympathy. How about you, Chris? Did you have any any answers that stuck out in particular to you as, as interesting ones? Well, I like the, and I can't remember what question prompted the answer now, but the the answer from, was it Saturday that, no, no, Sunday, that prompted your question on Monday. Mm, yeah. Because we found out that there was a scene from Original Skin that it it was written but never filmed was what it was and Ksenia said that she was playing Dyson as Kenzie trying to sort of seduce the guard to let her into the the Ashes office or something right wasn't that what it was yeah yeah yes yeah and and so she was talking about how distraught she was that that they never got to even film it and like I'm, I'm distraught now too that I know yeah, that such a thing that we didn't existed. get to see it. Because it, I mean, that just sounds priceless, right? It does. Dyson as Kenzie trying to seduce probably a male guard. I'm guessing yeah. that just yeah. So yeah, that actually both Annie and I asked questions. The question I then asked on Monday, kind of as a follow up to Ksenia mentioning mentioning that, was if there were any other scenes or lines that didn't make it into the final cut that they were they were kind of disappointed about. And well. Ksenia didn't have another answer. Rick did mention, I thought this was kind of interesting, that all of his scenes were actually removed from one of the episodes in season four. He said 403 was the episode. He said 403. However, I'm curious (laughs) if it was actually 404, because he's credited in 404, if you watch the credits, but he doesn't actually, we don't actually see his face that entire episode. That's right. Stephanie's gotten to the point where she's second-guessing the people mm-hmm. who actually made the show. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's easy to get episode numbers mixed up. It's possible it was 403. He's also not in that. But I know there's a lot of fans, we had this question, like, Rick's name is in this episode, but he doesn't actually appear. There's also theories going around that he's the he did the voice acting for the, the voice on the speaker in the room where Laura and Crystal were being held. But I'm curious about this now. He didn't actually, unfortunately, he didn't mention what was in the scenes. So I don't know if they just got moved to another episode or just they ended up on the editing room floor and we never saw them. But I'm curious to know what was actually in them. From Twitter, Ashley asks, do you think the panel would have been funnier with Zoe Palmer? I think there would have been a lot more dry humor, yes. Uh, I was going to say, the panel was pretty damn funny as it was. It would have been funnier, yes. Yeah, the panel was pretty funny as as is, but Zoe just does have that really great dry sense of humor. So I'm sure she would have gotten in some some, some good as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. such is the way of the Palmer. Yeah, yeah. I know Annie was very distraught that there was. Well, we were. I think you know we were disappointed. All of us were disappointed. Zoe Palmerton couldn't make it for the second year in the row. Yeah, <laughs> but I I should say. She was apparently ill, and Carol Malcolm, who is the director of the Urban Fantasy Track, was chatting about the situation with me on the when we were at the Lost Girl fan panel, and she said Zoe felt really, really badly, like super, super badly, that she wasn't able to make it. So there you go. That's my little background info that I got, which is really nothing at all, but <laughs> I'm sharing it with you. <laughs> well, and yeah, and Zoe did send a really sweet couple of tweets right after right uh, i think on that tuesday of dra- after dragon con saying how sorry she was she couldn't make it and that she was feeling much better so yeah that was good yeah and i've never been one to um make gifts for guests or celebrities at cons but i got this idea from my friend who takes a stuffed unicorn around to all her cons and she's had uh like emily andrus sign it she said zoe sign it and jamie murray and other people so um i was like i'll make a docubus unicorn so I made a I made a unicorn with a with a lab coat and a stethoscope and I made a night fade necklace and inside it's got little syringes and little vials. So I was gonna give it to Zoe, but um, and actually I made a second one which I was gonna have signed and auctioned off for charity. But instead, what I did was that I took one of them and I posed it with all the fans and I said, "Make your sad unicorn face or just your silly unicorn face." And now I like it so much, I'm probably gonna keep one. 
because uh, I got really attached to it, but needs a name. So my unicorn. Well, you've got needs matching lab coats. Yeah, so we have matching lab coats. So I had great fun uh, in my photo ops taking pictures with uh, my unicorn. Ended up being in all my photo ops, and then I took a group photo op in my lab coat. And I, I have these um, fake syringes with uh, liquid in them. And I gave. I, I went up to the photo op and I said, "Okay, everybody, take a syringe and make a really silly pose." And then Ksenia's like, "Wow, are these Jello shots?" And I'm like, "Oh no, unfortunately not." <laughs> so next time I, I should bring a little bit of alcohol to the uh, to the photo op. So I was gonna say next year you had flasks. I was, and I was gonna say you did take a picture with Rick with your flasks. Yes, and I did personally use one of those flasks, as you guys know, in the. In the room later, so I did get a little bit of alcohol in those for me. So poor Kevin's just like I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just enjoying all of the uh, feedback and stuff. That's the great part about the con is hearing you know how everybody approached it. And somewhat addicted tweeted this one time at Dragon Con, I met the drinks of the doll ladies with S <laughs> Evan. That was pretty cool. Aww, <laughs> thank you, somewhat addicted. Did we want to maybe talk about some of our one-on-one interaction with folks? Kevin, I know that you had kind of a, a nice interaction with Ksenia. Uh, yes, yes. I, I don't hide my my love for the character of Kenzie. And, and uh, so from the time they announced her as guest, the very first guest announced in the spring, I basically, you know, held my breath every day leading up to con that something wouldn't happen, scheduling or uh, shooting or something else. So, yeah, the fact that she was there was very exciting. I got in the autograph line well before it opened that morning. I think it was Saturday and uh, got very early in the line and uh, had to wait about an hour or so before the Lost Girl cast came down. But uh, once they were there, all of them, you could tell how comfortable they were. And yes, Ksenia was even more of a total sweetheart than I could have ever imagined. She was so comfortable and chatty and, uh, you know, asked a question or two as we did the autograph. And then I did a photograph at the table and she just came right out None of those lean over like some celebrities do, you know, real quick photo. I mean, she actually came out from behind the table, as many of you know, from getting them done and found a good spot where the light was good and had her handler take the photo and she didn't like the first one he took. (laughs) So she gave my phone, you know, camera back to ask again. And then uh, when she looked at it and thought it was okay, she then grabbed it and then took a selfie with me, as she said, just to make sure that I had a really good one. So it was an amazing experience, really, even better than I could have hoped. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I was behind you in the line, a couple people behind you, and I said to one of the volunteers, I said, I'm not sneaking ahead of people. I just, I need to take a picture of my friend talking to Ksenia because I knew that was really important. <laughs> so I, I have a few pictures of you talking to her. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It was, it was great. You know, the, the lines too, as you were saying a little earlier, uh, Stephanie too, uh, naturally any of the big celebrity events, we all had to get in line pretty early in the autographs line, but it's great meeting other fans in those mm-hmm. lines too. I, I met some folks I didn't know, you know, we're all big fans or like I say with Twitter, sometimes you recognize somebody by face and such. And that's a big part of what makes the con so much fun now too. So how about, how about y'all? Did y'all have, uh, what were your interactions with Ksenia like? Well, I got, I got in trouble because Holly, who is the one who books them, who uh, does the woman who books them at the conventions. I go up and before I even say anything, Holly's like, Oh, this one's trouble. She, she does a podcast <laughs> called drinks at the doll. And uh, so you better watch out for her. But I'm like, and Ksenia's like, Oh yeah, you guys, I, you know, the producers know who you are. I've heard of you guys. And I just went, Oh shit. So, you know, it's just the same thing I said to Emily Andrews. I'm like, what do you mean? You've heard of us. We're just a little podcast. So, um, so it was very nice to talk to her and to thank her for the work that she has done with, uh, Stan for the Silent, which I had ordered a wristband before the con because I wanted to wear one in support of what she's done for that organization. And she told me thank you. And, um, yeah, it was very, very sweet to interact with her and tell her how much, um, you know, her performance at throughout season four and especially in Dark Horse uh, affected me. She said, yeah, it was really great to work on. And that, of course, she couldn't say anything about season five. But I said, oh, the blonde hair, are you coming back as a Valkyrie or something? And she goes, no, it's just good to change looks and do something different. So she looks fantastic, by the way, with her with her new color. So, yeah, we uh, we took um, uh, some pictures uh, that came out pretty good when I was... Um, dressed up on Sunday in my lab coat and uh she called me Dr. Lewis and so I have pictures of me with the three cast members uh making sure I take their take their heartbeat with my stethoscope and hopefully I'm even on the right side of the body I don't even know but I have a really <laughs> cute picture with Ksenia <laughs> so but I've uh, I will uh, link those uh in the show notes 
If anybody challenges you, Annie, you can just be like, hey, they're actually, their body organs are mirrored. Exactly. It's, it's an orphan black crossover, you know? So, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Oh, Annie, you adorable nerd. I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to chat much with Ksenia. She had a pretty pressing line when, when I went and got a photo with her on Sunday. But I did, like... I made a point to, after she sat back down, just, you know, to say thank you for Kenzie and Bo's relationship. And I really appreciated her on the show and thought she was delightful. And she was very nice. Like, you know, you can tell she was really listening. Like, she, you know, mm-hmm. gives you good eye contact. And she was very sweet. And then for uh, Rick Howland, he is a real sweetie. And I made sure to um, buy his uh, new EP that he has out. And uh, it was just available a few days ago on iTunes, but I said, oh, once I heard you were bringing physical copies to the show, I'm like, I'm old school. I want to, I want to buy a real copy from you. So I was happy to have that. And I've yet to listen to it, but it's getting good reviews, I hear. Yeah, again, he was just really sweet. You know, when he heard of Drinks at the Doll, seemed really sweet about it. And it was really nice to listen. Nice, 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 sweet guy. When I came back the second day, he was like, Annie, I feel so bad. You're spending all your money here. I'm all, well, no, you guys are the reason why I'm here. Of course I'm here to say hello again, you know, if you don't mind signing a, an 8 by 10 So I just, yeah, can't say enough about that guy. Didn't he also comment upon your papaya horse button? Oh, no, no, okay, here's the thing. I was, he, because he was passing out buttons that had rickhowland.ca for his new site uh, that his wife Nadia is also working on. And then also another button with the cover of his album cover. And so he goes, oh, yeah, I hear you're, you know, I can see you have a button fan because I had a bunch of buttons on my lanyard. lanyard. And uh, I said, yeah, well, you know, with our podcast, we made up some silly, you know, phrases because, um, you know, we're just silly like that. And I said, well, I when we were doing uh, the episode about, and I could not remember the name Pirapus, of course. I couldn't remember it when I was, I'm all... You know, about the papyrus, the, you know, the big bad. He goes, the Garuda? I said, no, no. The one at the end of season four, the horse. He goes, oh, yeah, the Pirapus. I'm all, yes, the Pirapus. Well, it was a joke in the podcast that I couldn't say it, so I just called it a papaya. So that's why I have a button that says papaya horse. And he said, he thought that was hilarious. And of course, I walk away from the table going, of course, I can't remember the name Pirapus when I really need to. True to form, Annie can't say the name. <laughs> Still can't say the name. So, well, we actually, uh, well, I guess it was mostly me talking, but Chris was there too. Had it, had a, a nice way. chat. <laughs> I stand there while Stephanie talks. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we had actually a really nice chat with with Rick on. Was that Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. I think yeah. it was Saturday. Yeah. And he had just gotten in not too long ago. I think he'd flown in that morning. And he, as he pointed out in the cast panel, he still had Trick's tattoo on his arm because he was shooting really late. And so I spotted it and I, and I asked him about it because I've always been curious about Trick's tattoo. And he was, uh, he, he showed us, showed it to us and said, okay, well, it, it it's two birds, as I like to call it, fighting over a bit of spaghetti. <laughs> and. <laughs> And then there's like a Celtic knot at the bottom. And so I asked him if he knew kind of what the tattoo meant. And he said, I think it's probably related to sort of like royalty and being the blood king, things like that. And I and I wondered if it was maybe part uh, symbolic of his clan. Did he say something about unity too? Unity, yeah. When I mentioned it being of his clan, he's like, I don't think so. Because he's actually only of the clan Finn Arvin by marriage which was something I hadn't picked up on before. And me being kind of a trivia nerd, that made me really happy. Uh, because he said in one episode, a guy comes to Trick for help and says, oh, you got to help me. We're, you know, we're of the same clan. And Trick just replies, yeah, only by marriage. So apparently it was his wife who was of the clan Finn Arvin, which is one of the, you know, more prestigious clans in the Fae world. So I thought that was an interesting little bit of trivia. And then he also kind of speculated, I guess there's no solid meaning behind the tattoo yet, because he's also like, it could also be a symbolic of his union with Isabeau, because there's the two birds on there. So, yeah, it was it was great to, to, to get to chat with Rick, and he was very friendly and very nice. Rick did mention, too, that, that the producers, you know, had heard of the podcast and were impressed, and, and Stephanie got so and excited, goes, you guys. Oh, bleep. <laughs> yeah. We, so we got to... <laughs> Annie wasn't there. No, but I, was, I saw your reaction afterwards, and I got to see you jump up and down. It was quite cute. And so, did you talk to Rick at all, Kevin? Or did you just... Just real briefly, actually, when I, w- I, I didn't get in his autograph line, because I had 
as you folks know, lots of panels I had to do, so right. my time was limited. But uh, very briefly, because actually, you know, we walked past where he was when we did the photo with Ksenia, and he he just got a smile. I mean, he knows that's what she does, so he, he could tell what was going on here. He was going to have her parading in front of where he was all day long. Yeah, it made me it made me smile when you because we ran into you kind of right after you got your autograph and photo with Ksenia, and you mentioned the fact that she walked to the side to get into better lighting, and it reminded mm -hmm. me of last year's Dragon Con where Casey Collins mentioned that whenever he does a scene with Ksenia, she's like slightly rotating him to find her oh, good yeah, light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the better light. <laughs> That's funny. It's like she does and, that and, in real know, life too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for those folks who haven't been to a con, that the autograph area is like. You know, there's like six inches of spare space between the lines and the people mm -hmm. and the celebrities. So for her to literally just come out and start walking around and finding a spot just goes to show you, you know, that was just kind of yeah. cool. And th they all did that. So, um, yeah. And but then, they didn't uh, all maneuver us around to find No, no. Yes. <laughs> she didn't maneuver no. me. She didn't maneuver me. Well, no. But she's like, it's like, we'll take the picture over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, She's she like, was walking far from her table. Make sure your flash is <laughs> on so you get good light. Yeah, that's one thing I do have to complain about is that the lighting in the autograph area is so wanky. More than, I think, any autograph area. Wonky. wonky. It's wonky, Annie. Wonky, okay. Wanky, wonky, whatever. <laughs> Difference of one letter. So... It can mean a lot. It well, it was that bad. So a lot of my photos are kind of orange and yellow, so I got to figure out how to fix them in post, which is really annoying. So, but the I think one of the ones I have with Ksenia was better, so because of her suggestions. <laughs> she found, she the, good found light. the good light. Can, can I tell everybody what you said, Stephanie, after after I showed you the picture oh, with sure. with Ksenia? Cuz I was I was yeah. like, "Well, does does this look okay, Stephanie?" She's she's like, "Well, Ksenia looks good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I had I had more direct light shining down on me, so I don't look as good, but it's fine. Whatever. Because <laughs> she, she was very nice. She's like, make sure you like it. But I didn't want to be like, can you shift like eight inches uh, yeah. to the left? I'm like, the it's whole fine. thing's orange, it's but it's the lighting's fault. It's not my camera. You know, it's not just my camera. But um, I wasn't going to make them take another one. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't like I didn't have like a dumb expression. Yeah, or exactly. I'm like blinking nothing or whatever. That can't so be it's fixed. fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but um, I also talked to Emmanuel a few times and told her uh, thank you for all the charities that she auctions her paintings off for, or whatnot. They're all for animal charities, and asked her about her dogs, Jack and Bella, and how she mentions they're all rescues and. Her horse Rose is a rescue as well, and I said, "Are they? Does she um, take her dogs to shows?" Because I remember a video where she was taking Jack around and up ramps and through hoops. And I said, "This is the most talented dog ever." She goes, "No, no, she doesn't take them to shows, but you know, she goes, yeah, one of them's in doggy boot camp now because they keep barking at strangers and it drives me nuts." So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's very. I always anything with animals, I like to talk about with them. So she's very sweet and. Um, uh, yeah, so it was always good to talk to her. And also about, of course, the, uh, Lauren and, uh, Ebony scene, uh, in season four. She said, yeah, there were a lot of laughs with that one. So. Yeah, I, we only talked to Emmanuel briefly. Probably of the three of them, she was kind of the most reserved. But I did mention that I, I really appreciated the Morgan. And I think she's a whole lot of fun. She was a very lovely woman. Very nice. And you told her that I compared the Morgan's entrance in the, in the first episode, to Cruella Deville, but she said she she appreciated the comparison because she loves Cruella Deville. Deville. Yeah, I had asked her um, how long had she been riding horses because she, she seems to be such an accomplished accomplished equestrian, and uh, she said she's been doing it basically since she was young, and she's always just loved uh, that sport. So I said, well, what we need in season five is the Morgan. When, you know, if she gets her powers back, she'll come riding in on her horse Rose. And she'll be like, yes, I'm back, then I'm fabulous. Something like that. We need a grand entrance like that. And she just laughs and she goes, yeah, we should do that. So I guess let's let's move on to talking about the fan-related events, of which there were, I guess, technically just two. Because we had a fan meetup and then we had a fan panel. Mm -hmm. And I really wish those could have been on the same day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always the balance trying to find a way to fit into the schedule and everything. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine trying to schedule Dragon Con. Yeah. 
you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean that as a as a criticism at all, but I, I you know, I ideally I wish we could have maybe done those on the same day or even like back to back because we got we had quite a few people at the the fan meetup and we got snacks this year, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I w- it was very a nice surprise when we came down to the fan meetup that there was already a line forming to get in. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it worked out real, real well. I, I wasn't sure how, how well attended it might be. You know, Carol, Malcolm, you know, who runs, as you mentioned, the Urban Fantasy Track, uh, had set that up for us. And as you said, got some snacks and some other stuff there. So it was wonderful just to have a casual get together, you know, with other fans. Just kind of hang out, and it was a packed room, you know. Standing it was. Room only. It needs yeah, a bigger room next year if we have one. So, um, but yeah. yeah, I thought it, I thought Definitely. it was pretty good. And um, although I wish that because there was a supposed to be you know like a cosplay meetup beforehand in the lobby, but then people trickled in more into the fan meetup, and I'm like, I wish that kind of been on the same day that I was planning to wear my costume. So I ended up wearing two, even though my first one is more Zoe Palmer cosplay related instead of Oscar cosplay related. But that was fun to um take pictures of the cosplay. There was some pretty good Lost Girl cosplay throughout the uh throughout the con. Some good Tamsins. Yeah, that's true. I we didn't see to my knowledge, I don't think we saw any Tamsins this last year. And this year I saw two. And both of them were both of them were pretty good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, we had some good folks there that we posted some photos from because it was kinda neat to get them all to kind of come up to the front of the room so everybody could get out and get the photos. I mean, once I saw them come in the room, I saw people turning around. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to set aside time for this. So this is really going to go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I think we had we had three bows and two Kenzies. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a Lauren and then a couple of Tamsons yep. that I saw. Mm-hmm. But one of the Tamsons was wearing her outfit from the Kenzie scale with like the, the blue jacket. Mm-hmm. And she she really had that down. Like she did a really good job. And then the other Tamsin that I saw was in line, I think on mm-hmm. Monday mm-hmm. for Monday's panel. And she I think was dressed from Dark Horse. So she had the little boomerang knifey thingies. I don't know what those are called. <laughs> she had that that contraption that, that Tamsin holds them in, you know, that crisscrosses over her chest. She had that on and the fake weapons mm-hmm. in there. Thank you. And then the fake weapons in there. And I think she had painted on kind of the Skeletor, yeah, Skeletor eyes, which was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was funny though, too. One of the bows, it was, she was a great bow. Like she really, I think Kevin saw her in the elevator and thought, is that Anna? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looked spot on. Yeah. I'd seen her about an hour beforehand. We literally rode an elevator and I saw her and I was like, wow. I mean, when I realized it wasn't really Anna Silk, I'm like, you look great. I hope you're coming to the fan gathering. And, and, um, she said, yes, yeah, she actually had to go back up to her room to get her badge. She didn't have her badge. Um, but yeah, even up close, you could tell how, you know, it was a great match for Anna and she looked a lot like her. The only thing was she had an accent when she spoke. So yeah. you could tell real fast it wasn't Anna. Not in a bad way, but just, you know, you have that vision. All of a sudden you're seeing the character and then that person talks and you're like, okay, this definitely is cosplay. <laughs> yeah, she had a very heavy Southern accent, which I just was not expecting to come out of her mouth when she looks so much like Anna Silk. It's like, wait, is, are, Woods, are you in there? <laughs> and then, and then of course, Stephanie Stowers was there again this year and she, she does a really yeah. good bow. Like she, they, she's very yes. dedicated to detail and trying to get the original pieces if she can. And, and, uh, she looked really good as well. Yeah. It was some really good looking stuff and that was kind of neat. That's, and, and I think maybe, and I've seen a couple of people suggest it maybe next year, hopefully we'll do another fan meetup because it, it was pretty successful is, um, between just a little general info that we shared. And then doing the great trivia contest that you put together, Stephanie, there wasn't as much time to kind of mingle. Some folks said it would have been nice if there was a little more time just to mingle with the other fans. We had things yeah. a little structured. But that part of that was because that hour went by so fast. It we were did. having so much fun. It did. I was like, seriously? Okay. It also took us a little bit to get into the room. We were a little late starting. I think yeah. we really only got like 45, 50 minutes in the room. But but yeah, I put together some trivia questions. I didn't know I was volunteering, but when we did the the pre-Dragon Con discussion that actually was released on Kevin's Lost Girl podcast called The Fae Files, I mentioned that if we did trivia at the meetup, I might need to write it because I, 
I know a lot. And so Carol Malcolm, the track director, emailed me. It was like, well, since you kind of volunteer. <laughs> and then Stephanie wrote a so, bunch of really hard questions. Uh, they weren't that Some hard. Were, oh, oh, I beg to differ. I, I saw that Some first of them were set. hard, and I was like, well, yeah, what came up, what you came up with. But I'm sure the first draft was pretty dang hard. Yeah, I looked at it and I felt like I don't know anything about this TV show because I don't think I knew two out of the ten questions you had on there. And you're like, oh, come on, these aren't that hard. I'm like, okay, I'll go cower in the corner now. She's so judgy about it, too. You need to look at it objectively, Stephanie, and go, okay, a fan would find this a medium question. This is a hard question. This is a easy question. But that's what you have Chris for. I was going to say that then I got recruited to like help moderate her question, which is good. <laughs> I was like, Kevin said they were too hard. <laughs> and then I said, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, the final set was great, but the first set, wow, I'm like, this, this could be a final in a college course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both both Chris and and our friend Sally, who was as also a Dragon Cod, they helped me write easier questions. So thank you, Chris and Sally, for your input. Thank you for doing it in the first place. Because of that, I think it came out pretty well. Where three people had all correct questions, and then we had to use a tiebreaker with one of Stephanie's, what she thinks is normal but is actually really hard question. <laughs> It's not hard. <laughs> to you, it's not. I don't remember anything about fae clans or what they're called or what type of fae. I just know sex things with documents. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you do need to t tell the story. I will. I will. Okay. So we did the trivia question contest. And once I was a little stricter on the answers, we got down to three people who answered all of them correctly. One of them was Annie, which surprised me because Annie's all, I don't know anything about Lost Girl trivia. So I had to write a like, tiebreaker question for them to answer. And only one of them got it, got it right. Morena was close, but only one person got it right. And Annie, because she didn't know the answer, she wrote... <laughs> Who cares? Where's my docubus sex? I don't care about what kind of fae is a stripper. <laughs> Which was the question. But yeah, I, I have to... Well, don't don't get her in trouble for this, but Morena and I actually did help each other a little bit on the trivia questions, so that's okay. why. But neither but one we, of you won, we so it's kind of fine. But we both yeah. knew like eight out of the ten, so, you know, we weren't too bad, but... Oh, I forgot to mention Morena during the cosplay oh, yeah. section. She has unique cosplay. So at the fan panel, we were talking to Morena afterward, and she was wearing a white tank top and, and like some slacks. And then she had what was clearly like a, a stab wound in the middle of, of the shirt. And I was like, who are you dressed as? And she turned around and there was a corresponding stab wound out the back of the shirt. And I was like, oh, hail. <laughs> it was like the most depressing cosplay <laughs> ever. Yeah, she, and then the day before she had on like a short sleeve you know, shirt and, like, short shorts with, like, a bloody handprint on her chest because she was Kenzie. From the same scene. From the same scene. And I'm like, Morena, you definitely have interesting cosplay, but you're going to make <laughs> Stephanie very sad because that is the only scene she cries at in all of Lost Girl. So, but yeah, I took a picture of her on the floor. She goes, do you want me to play Dead Hail? I'm all, yeah, sure. Also, I accused, oh, I accused Marina of being, of, in reality, being a fae who feeds off of the misery of others. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that is her fae superpower. Just jumping back to the trivia briefly. I will post the trivia questions that were in the, in the contest, in the show notes for this episode over at drinkswithadoll.com slash 66. And you can see if you know the answers to the questions just for fun. I want you to post your original trivia questions to see if any of us can get any of them. I'm, I deleted some of them, so I don't have all of the original ones. I have some. Uh, I might have to look. I yeah. might have that. <laughs> I, th I think you should. <laughs> Kevin, like, took a screen cap and she sent it to Carol, like, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a winner of the contest with two questions out of ten if you don't talk to this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta beat it into her. That's not an easy question. <laughs> Speaking as someone who can resonate all the titles of every episode at a, See, at a moment's notice. See, I can do that notice. with most 
show, you know, with like Xena, but I can't do that with Lost Girl for some reason. I'm all, I wonder why I watch this show differently. I don't know why. So. <laughs> well, that was my introduction to Stephanie at last year's fan <laughs> gathering. The first time I met her and Chris when they were there, and I was the one kind of leading it, and we had this discussion going about Lost Girl. And every time someone would bring up, oh, yeah, you remember the episode where blah, blah, blah? Stephanie, Dang. very quietly. Yes. Episode <laughs> yeah. 2.6, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And after so many times that she did it, any other time when someone brought something up, I just quietly looked at her and raised my hand and let her answer the thing. So she's got an infamous reputation now. I do kind of want to get myself a, a like, Trickopedia oh, t-shirt yeah, made. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, yeah. cos- you have to cosplay year. as Trick. If you're going to cosplay as Donnie, the That's next trick. day you got to cosplay as Trick. <laughs> I do like vests. Okay. So that could work in okay. my favor. Maybe Annie will let you borrow her flask. <laughs> Yes, yes, Ooh, so I'll that'd, let be, you good. My that'd flask. be good. Okay. So I guess moving on to the fan panel, both Kevin and I were, were panelists this year, and the other panelists were Jean Marie Ward, Sally, who blogs over at the Unaligned blog, weareunaligned.com, and then Erica Pratt, who is a longtime volunteer, it seems like, for, for Dragon Con. She's running around a lot, it seems like, to different events. And I, how did you feel like that went, Kevin? You've been on every Lost Girl fan panel that's been at Dragon Con. So how did it compare, do you think? Oh, it was still a lot of fun. Um, I, I know I was just reviewing the recording of it. And, you know, we talked a little bit about season four for the first part of it. So I don't want to say it was a downer, but <laughs> let's just say it wasn't quite as uh, uh, jovial as we have had in some previous seasons for some of the discussion. But it was good. It was some good discussion about what happened. Uh, certainly very cathartic to kind of get some of that out and, and discussed. You know, uh, I got to say I was a little apprehensive, but with six months notice, I, I was able to hold myself together talking about some of those topics. But uh, it was good. We it was Knowledgeable panelists and some good interaction from our audience. Yeah, I thought it went pretty well. I feel like I didn't talk as much this year, which is probably a good thing because I felt like I talked a lot <laughs> last year. <laughs> I tried to be more quiet this year. There was There was some good discussion about about aspects of season four. I was glad, I was worried that it would just become kind of gripey about season four, but it really didn't. We didn't, we didn't really talk about, about it in that way at all. It was really good discussion about plot lines and things like that, rather than just, did you like this? Did you not like this? That type of discussion. So I thought, I thought it went pretty well. Yeah. Carol Malcolm, the track director did a good job. She always moderates these. So she had a good set of questions that kind of kept things moving good and, and some good discussion points. And yeah, it, it's it's nice when you have a large enough panel that you get a lot of different voices because that's what we all love too is hearing about it from many folks. Though I'm kind of wondering next year, if I go back next year, I still haven't 100% decided, but if I just... Oh, if, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 not that this is the deciding vote, but I am curious to see if, if any of the Lost Girl cast are expected to be there and, and what all is going on. But mm-hmm. I do kind of wonder about doing doing a panel more on like a particular theme. Mm-hmm. I don't know about uh, in regards to Lost Girl, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's some of the fun part. Um, uh, Carol does a great job on the Urban Fantasy Facebook page, you know, talking about ideas. So maybe that's something we, we throw out some ideas on to see where we might want to go. Because if I'm not mistaken, by next con, we will have only got the first half of season five. Correct. Yeah. Aired. So uh, we're not going to have a lot of new content. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the return of Kenzie. Fingers crossed. But otherwise, we can certainly see about some ideas and themes, what we might want to talk about. Because while I think the the panel had a, a name kind of chaos at Heartbreak, that's not really what we talked about specifically. So I'm curious about maybe picking one particular theme or topic around Lost Girl and if that might be of interest to people. I don't know. It might not be. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. You know, it's always once you get a show in several seasons in, it's... It's a good idea to talk about what might draw the most uh, attendees and the fans are most interested in talking about, too. That's the whole thing with the fan panels. You do, you want a nice interactive crowd, too. So you want to pick something that folks are going to be passionate to bring up topics on. Because I kind of wonder if, if sometimes people aren't, especially when there are cast there from a show, if people don't really know what they're getting into by going to a fan panel. I know a lot of people have never been to a fan panel before, if they, especially if they haven't been to DragonCon before. So maybe it was a little, if it was a little more specific, if that might be, I don't know, easier for people to kind of conceive of what might be talked about at the panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, always open for some ideas. That's part of what makes Dragon Con so fun, as you said, is the fact that it's fan driven. So we'll have to see if we can come up with some good stuff and suggest it. 
Yeah, I'm sure we can. I mean, it was interesting to, um, this was my experience with, first experience with fan panels at any con, because it was my first Dragon Con. I thought the Lost Girl panel was, was pretty good. I think some audience members spoke more than others. <laughs> it kind of turned into a back and forth a little bit between a couple audience members. So, but yeah, I thought it was, it went off pretty well. And, um, but yeah, a topic based thing would be pretty good or, uh, whatever we can come up with for next year. I'm sure there's always stuff to talk about. Um, my only comment is that I'm not used to attending things after six. So to have the panel start at eight 30, I think we were all kind of like, we need caffeine or something. So I was kind of dragging <laughs> a little bit by the end of the day, but, but you guys did a great job. So thank you. It's, it's always like, it's fun to see, uh, my friends on, on, uh, the panel. Cause I'm always like, I know them, you know, I knew them when. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was doing that too. I'm like, I, I'm friends with half of the cast or half of the uh, <laughs> yeah, panelists panel here. Yeah. So. It's exciting for me. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and make faces at Sally the whole time. I know. You were trying to get her to react. But, uh, yeah. I actually didn't, but yeah. Yeah. I did before the panel started. <laughs> yes. As a panelist, sometimes I have to look over the heads of certain folks. Otherwise, I'll get a little too. <laughs> yeah. La- last year, I couldn't look at Chris because she was making faces I was I wasn't. <laughs> I think what what put it in your head was Kevin came over and said something because I was sitting in the front row. So Kevin came over and was like, "So you're gonna sit here and make faces at Stephanie during the panel, right?" <laughs> and you're all, and then oh, that got in your head. <laughs> you did make a couple that made me start to kind of laugh. Oh, okay. I don't know that you made them intentionally, but I probably did. I had to start looking away. Okay. So. No, I, I mainly went to Chris at first just to ask to make sure she was going to take a good photo that we could use on the blog post. And then I realized, wow, she's got a great vantage point. You have to of pick course. her. <laughs> <laughs> she knows too much. I have to throw her off. <laughs> they get yes. an even playing field. She's going to make me look stupid again. Please help. <laughs> I did keep my mouth shut at the panel, though, because there were a couple times where people like is it in this episode and i no it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) we need to give you a buzzer like jeopardy (laughs) try again (laughs) although one of the panelists did say something about tamsin being in season two and the look on your face stephanie when she said that (laughs) stephanie's i don't know you probably didn't see it kevin since you were sitting next to her her eyes got huge and her mouth got small and it's like everything about stephanie's face says i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it oh, that's funny but i desperately want to <laughs> i wish uh, i'd gotten a picture of that price you pay when you know so much <laughs> no big deal no big deal it's just in my nature i can't help it. we also do have to put out a big shout out and thank you to carol malcolm who runs the track and all of the volunteers for her panels in urban fantasy and Lost Girl events. I mean, all these folks, Dragon Con is nothing but volunteers for those who don't know. So these folks put in a lot of time and effort. They really did a great job. Yes. Thank you. Thank you to Carol and to the volunteers. And thank you to Carol for asking me to be a panelist again. So, yay. Yeah. And and I did inquire because I had to. I had to. I did. I sent Carol an email because she sent me a very nice email thanking me for being on the panel. And I replied and I was like, you probably won't tell me, but I have to ask do we know yet if there's going to be any Lost Girl cast next year? And her reply was, keep a, a lookout on the Urban Fantasy Facebook page. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds yeah. promising, is all I'm saying. It's not, it's not like a shutdown, yeah. no. It was yeah. very exciting. Because I know that uh, if if nobody else, Paul Amos was really eager mm-hmm. to come back. And Paul is pretty entertaining. If it's just him, <laughs> I might still go. <laughs> And just watch him wear ridiculous things for mm. three hours. I was going to say, if Paul goes, then all the cast is there. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he can, he can be Dyson one day. He can be Bo one just day. Just get him a box yeah. of wigs. That's all he needs. <laughs> but we also wanted to say that it was so great to meet some listeners of ours. Thank you so much for coming up and saying hi to us. We got to Chris and I at least got to talk to Aaron and to Ronnie. And then Chris met Sabrina for the first time this year. Yes, right? because she talked to you last year, but I was a nobody she in did. the audience, so I didn't I didn't catch it. <laughs> well, and I and I apologize if I if I startled her because I don't know if she remembered meeting me, but I saw her at the meetup and I came up to her. I was like, "Hi!" And she kind of was like, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> you know my And so then I was worried that I thought she was the wrong person, but I was right. I was right. It was her. So I'm sorry if I startled you, Sabrina. It was good to see you again. And then 
And then Annie, you got to meet you got to meet Angela. Yeah, who it, it's that was one of the most gratifying things about the con was people like Angela coming up to us. Oh, I love drinks at the doll and giving us feedback. And I'm like, dude, I'm not anybody. I'm just you know. So it was very shocking to have that, but it was very lovely to have that kind of feedback. And uh, let's see, Ronnie, who also met us all and took took a picture with us and sent it to me. And then I ran into her on the street on like Monday. Or Tuesday when I was about to go back to my hotel. So, um, we exchanged emails and, uh, who else? Um, I met in person, you know, somewhat addicted who is, of course, a very prolific, awesome fanfic writer and, uh, Leah. And these are people that I kind of known from Twitter. And now it was really nice to meet them in person. Jen, who is my girl Taffy. I can't remember her name, but, uh, she did an awesome, awesome, uh, Francis Jane from, Mm -hmm. Uh, cold-blooded cosplay and uh, she was lovely to talk to as well Uh, so yeah it was just that is the best part of any con is just meeting the fans and especially now that we have this podcast to meet people who listen to us and appreciate what we do is still quite shocking to me but it's weird right yeah it's weird i mean it's it's nice mm -hmm. it's really really nice and i'm grateful to everybody who has said you know anything to us yeah (laughs) But um, takes the time thank out you to for listen. Acknowledging our existence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind and Kevin, of. I saw several people do that with you because you have so many podcasts, and you know, you know, so many people at Dragon Con. You're like the star of Dragon Con. I was going to say, walking through Kevin, Kevin, or walking through walking through Kevin, walking through Dragon Con <laughs> with Kevin. Kevin is secretly a ghost, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can talk. Really, I can. But yeah, walking through Dragon Con with Kevin was was. Kind of interesting, just because I don't think yeah. there was one time we were with you when <laughs> somebody didn't say, "Hey, Kevin!" Yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's wonderful getting to meet uh, folks, you know, like all of you for the first time, and and that's what's since I've been going for ten years. That's really all it is. It's just so many friends meeting friends. It's just wonderful to finally be able to see them, and and uh, you know, it just makes the con just so much more personal nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. you really do get to get to meet and hang out in the lines or whatever and and i know exactly what you mean chris so at first couple of years when i came as a podcaster and i had people come up and want to take their picture with me yeah or even somebody who asked me to to sign their dragon con book and i'm like hello do you know i'm a nobody what do you, what do you need this for <laughs> yeah. you know i'm just a fan like you but you know people appreciate and we all identify with the podcasters we listen to so yeah. it's weird but kind of cool yeah, Ronnie actually mentioned that she found out about our podcast from listening to y'all um, over at uh, Tuning Into Sci-Fi oh, TV. Okay. So, yeah, Ronnie's cool. I, I met her a couple of years ago at Con, and, and it's great to meet someone like that who's so energetic. And mm-hmm. oh, she was fantastic. She was really yeah. cool. Oh, we also ran into Ms. Jenna and her son, yes. whose name I'm blanking on, but they were very lovely to meet too. Is it Micah? I want to say it's Micah. I want to say it begins yeah, with an yeah. M. Mm-hmm. Micah sounds mm-hmm. correct. I think so. Yeah, even just a bunch of us, there was, you know, my friend Lori, who's my roommate, who got me into Lost Girl, I was finally able to introduce her to a lot of you, and we all went out to dinner one night with Lori, me, and Cindy, and a bunch of people. So yeah, it was really fun, and to just do that, to enjoy each other's company and talk about the show or whatnot was really, really cool. And to hear everybody's stories of why they got into Lost Girl and why it really means so much to them on a personal level. Again, I just, you know, I always say it, but I, I haven't seen a fandom like this since Xena. You know, these are like people now that I know will be in my life after the show is gone. So it's really, really uh, special and it means a lot. Yeah. It was nice to thank also uh, Cindy B. Mm-hmm. You've made so many great wallpapers that I've used on my computers. All the Kenzie know. ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, other folks like that. So it's just Sally and everybody else and, you know, I can't even... You know, those moments in line, like I say, we, I often refer to it as uh, some of these big events. It's great because it's kind of like a line party. You get to get together and just hang out for your hour waiting for the big panel. But you also get to talk to those friends, too, that uh, just makes it go by so fast. Except, except now I know, Kevin, uh, to go a little bit more than an hour. We get there, it's about an hour beforehand. And I'm like, Kevin, you told me an hour. He goes, well, sometimes it's 90 minutes. I'm like, you told me an hour. So I was like... <laughs> A little farther back than I wanted to be for pictures in the first panels, but like Monday, yeah. I had it down. Monday, I'm like, I'm there two hours beforehand. I'm all, yes. So I had great pictures from Monday. So I totally had it down. 
Yeah. No, I was in the same shoes. I mean, that is the official rule was an hour. And that very first day, I got there a little over an hour. And when I came up to the doors and saw people in line, I'm like, they didn't. Quick, tweet everybody else. Get up here now. I was going to say, thank you for the message, (laughs) Kevin, that we needed to get there. Yeah. Because I just whipped off the chair. We were downstairs in the lobby. And they're like, Annie, you're serious. I've never seen Annie move so fast. (laughs) I was like sprinting. (laughs) I do not like to be late for my panels. (laughs) Annie is a very on-task condor. She really is. Except she for the has umbrellas. a schedule. She has a schedule that she has to follow. And her comment earlier about, you know, she wished the cosplay meetup could have been on the day she planned to wear her Lost Girl cosplay. Mm-hmm. She could not have worn her Lost Girl cosplay that other day. She had a plan. I had a plan. <laughs> so, but it's okay. It was an excuse to bring two costumes. But yes, I did not bring an umbrella because I was not prepared for Atlanta's thunderstorms. So they were, Stephanie's like, you're not prepared for this? I'm all, we don't have this kind of stuff in drought-ridden California or any other con that I go to. So everybody's pulling out their mini umbrellas and I'm all, oh, yes, umbrella next year for Atlanta. So, (laughs) Well, I was just surprised because you were otherwise so prepared. But it occurred to me you're usually at conventions that are like all in one building. Yes. Yeah. You know. Walking between the hotels for Dragon Con is a bit unusual. Yeah, that I had to get used to, and I'm not used to the density of it. Because I'm used to, okay, this part of the con is dense, and then the rest is kind of spread out. But depending on where you were, almost everything was dense. So it was kind of hard to get through. But I was also staying in the Marriott, so that was kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy. But yeah, and it was great, too, because, you know, here we've known Sally for... I don't know, over a year at this point. We met her for the mm-hmm. first time in person at Dragon Con. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Apologize for speaking for you, Chris, but I think Chris and I had a good time last year, but we had an even better time this year because we knew more people and we got to meet folks in person that we hadn't met in person before. And it was just really lovely. So, really, like, it was great seeing Lost Girl cast and all of that stuff. That was super fun, but really what made, made it fun, I think, was getting to hang out with folks. Because we got to hang out with Kevin a lot this year, too. We didn't really get to last right. year. Right. I was but. thinking that, too, earlier, because I think yesterday, or not yesterday, last year, yesteryear, <laughs> <laughs> we saw you on, on Friday, and I don't that think we ever saw you again for the rest of the weekend. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, we, we actually got to hang out with Kevin this year. It was nice. Yeah, it's part of the nature of the dynamic with all the stuff going on. But And really, Stephanie, like you're saying, that's why, to me, you know, I spend 364 days a year saving and planning for next Dragon Con because it's just so much fun and it keeps building every year because there's just more and more friends to hang out with. Because this was your 10th year, right, Kevin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have throw yourself an anniversary party? have a drink (laughs) no no nothing nothing official or formal like that just uh if i'd known i would have brought you a cupcake with a candle oh that's okay that's okay i probably wouldn't have had time to eat it too much fun going on (laughs) kevin is also a very busy con goer he's on a lot of panels yeah i love the interaction that nature of it keeps me uh, on my toes and makes it a lot of fun but i have to be sure to build in time you know to hang out with folks like you know, we all got a chance to this year and some other friends too. So yeah. a bit like Annie, I do have to kind of plan some things so I can have maximum amount of fun. The other thing we'll have to do now too, if we do show interest is get you folks a slot to do a live podcast recording in the podcasting. Track. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be I, fun. I will need much uh, drink fortification for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get a late night uh, slot. You'll be okay with that. Uh, no, not that late. Not that late. <laughs> It'll just be Annie snoring. <laughs> I guess let's go ahead and, and wrap things up, unless there isn't anything burning left that one of you wanted to say. I will just read from Twitter. Ashley says, it's amazing that this show has brought all of you together. Because of my age, I can't really have something like this with people my age, but I'm glad you all have each other's smiley face. Aww. I'm glad we have each other, too. I don't know if this is the same, Ashley, but somebody did tweet us the other day saying that they had started listening to the podcast because they heard slash met us at dragon con i don't remember meeting you i apologize ashley but if you just encountered us at dragon con and that means you want to listen to the podcast that's very flattering thank you yeah well it's super you the three of you do such a great job the podcast is so entertaining it really you know just be yourself have fun and that's the great thing about being able to bring other listeners in oh because you get thanks to kevin just be yourself and it touches a lot of folks oh i'm getting all getting all emotional Oh, yeah. heartless. We broke the whole. Yes, we broke her. 
<laughs> She's getting emotional. Awesome. I kid you not. On the drive to Atlanta, Stephanie's like, I'm kind of enjoying my heartless reputation. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> now, one just quick thing to throw in before we do wrap up. For those who were at the con, uh, again, if you had the uh, smartphone app, the con is still, you know, rate the apps you attended. Uh, rate the apps. Rate the events you attended. Uh, cast panels, the fan events, and, and urban fantasy or any of the other tracks, because the con is always looking for feedback, folks. You still have time to get that in. You can still use and keep the app. If you do have it on your phone, by the way, some folks were saying they're deleting it because, you know, they figured it was done. The con is going to be putting out notices such as hotel availability, Annie, via that app. Yeah, I've seen that. With push menaces. So do, do keep it on there for the year. I do recommend folks keep it, if nothing else, to just be notified about deadlines to buy your membership and get a discount, things like that. Yeah, actually, the the first deadline for the really, really cheap membership is ending, I believe, on the 14th to get it for $75. So that's coming up pretty quickly. Yeah, and I do have to say that app as a first-timer was a lifesaver. I really appreciated that. And I appreciated that most of the places I was, I had decent cell phone coverage. I was very surprised. This year was really much better. They've definitely beefed it up because this was the first year where I didn't have a lot of dead zones as I've had in the past. Well, I wanted to say thank you to Kevin for, for joining us for this, for the podcast. I really appreciate your being here. Oh, uh, total joy. Anytime with you ladies. And if you have any sh- stories from DragonCon that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear them. You can go and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 66. You can also send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right hand side of our website, or you can send us an email to feedback at drinksatthedoll.com. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. On the table. No, sorry. I've just got needles in my hand, so I'm crazy needle lady. And I'm Annie, having way too much fun with my Dr. Lauren Lewis costume. <laughs> and I'm cosplaying as a nerd for my entire life. And my name is Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.